reviewing Blizzard's Warcraft 3 Reforged Apology and Refund Policy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are once again taking a look at one of our favorite PC game developers and publishers, at least for this series, and that's Blizzard Entertainment, who last week released a somewhat now controversial game, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which was the reimagining of the early 2000s Warcraft 3 real-time strategy game. And in so doing, they wound up with a lot of articles, a lot of complaints, a lot of Reddit threads about the release, primarily because a lot of people weren't happy with it. Now, last week, we wound up talking about Blizzard's acceptable use policy for the custom games that are made by their players through the tool set. We took a look at some of the claims that were being made about that. Check out that video if you are interested in it. But today, I actually want to talk about Blizzard's reactions to all the complaining, right? We've talked about Blizzard in this series on this channel before at length in respect of the Blizzard of Backlash, which we talked about when they banned Hearthstone player Blitzchung and they got into all this hot water with how they were responding to China's requests, etc., etc. Check out that series if you're interested. This doesn't relate to China, but it does highlight some of Blizzard's continuing issues with messaging and communications to their user base. So I've pulled up a Eurogamer article here that is titled Blizzard Changes Refund Policy for Warcraft 3 Reforged to Allow Refunds Upon Request. Now that's the top line item for what's happening today, February 6th. But this has kind of been percolating and I've been following it from afar. And I want to talk about their messaging, what they've actually said to their users. Reading this article, it said Blizzard has changed its standard refund policy for Warcraft 3 Reforged to allow refunds upon request. In a note on Battle.net, Blizzard said, we want to give players the option of a refund if they feel that Warcraft 3 Reforged does not provide the experience they wanted. Now that text alone is something worth diving into, but I think we also have to talk a little bit about the background about what people are complaining about here. I mentioned it in my earlier video, but one of the things that people contacted me on my social media about is, is Blizzard actually engaged in false advertising in respect of this game? And to that, I said, basically, no. The video that I've got highlighted now on your screen is the one that most people point to. This is a teaser that was released a couple years ago about what Warcraft 3 Reforged would be and showed these cinematics, these cutscenes in between missions that were significantly more detailed, that had kind of a dynamic camera angle, made it look a little bit like a third-person adventure game. And these folks came to me and said, isn't it false advertising for them to continue to have this available? And I said, well, probably not on the strictest letter of the law, because they've got notes in these videos that say things like, not final, subject to continued work, etc., etc. That being said, this is pretty close to the line. And so Blizzard would be wise to kind of talk it through with its customer base. And that's kind of what you see them doing this week and in the past few days. I've highlighted here that they actually talk about the fact that the cutscenes in the game are quote-unquote reforged. They call them reforged next to a video of a cutscene type that was abandoned, that is no longer in the game. And we're going to see how they respond to complaints about that in their response from a couple days ago. But this probably is walking close to the line. You know, you can't just say in your videos, well, this is subject to change, it's not final, and then release something that looks nothing like what you are then advertising on your primary website that is encouraging people to buy now. So this is pretty close. I would suspect that Blizzard knows it. And so they are trying to walk back a few things. And that's what we see 
in this statement that we are about to read. So right now we are looking at a Battle.net post from one of their community managers about three days ago. And it says, Hail War 3 players. We've been following the discussions the past couple days and want to thank you for your feedback as well as your support. First off, we want to say we're sorry. Let's stop right there. So one of the things that we talked about with BlizzCon and the whole Blitzchung fiasco is that at no point in time did their president actually ever really apologize for anything. So I think one of the things that they wanted to try to correct in this particular issue, or this is just another person who has a better handle on these kinds of things, is they want to get out front and have somebody say the phrase, we're sorry, right at the top. That's not an issue. That's a good thing. However, what is an issue with this particular messaging is what they're actually apologizing for, which we're about to see, or that you can see on your screen, is not what we would consider an actual apology for what's happened. First off, we want to say we're sorry to those of you who didn't have the experience you wanted, right? We're sorry you're upset. We're sorry you're mad. We're sorry you took that statement I made about you the wrong way. I think we're all familiar with this kind of apology. I'm sorry that I am now getting caught in a crossfire because you didn't get what you wanted. Notice how this also frames it as an issue for you. It's an issue for the customer, the client, rather than an issue for Blizzard. You know, we delivered a product. We're sorry you're unhappy with the great things that we've delivered. You say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not sure this statement is going to go in the direction that I would want it to if I were a Warcraft 3 Reforged player and I was reacting negatively to what they produced. It says, and we'd like to share our plans for what's coming next. There were a few hours during launch day where we experienced server load issues that impacted players' ability to jump right in. That's not unusual for these things. Obviously, we would prefer to not have it happen. I don't really think that's what people are focused on. But we were able to resolve those later in the day. Separate from that, we've seen community feedback about different aspects of Reforged that we wanted to take some time to address. In other words, kind of translating that, we have these certain buckets of complaints that we have now seen on our forums, on Reddit, in articles in places like Eurogamer and Polygon and Kotaku. And so we want to hit them down the line and talk about them with you a little bit. Before we go on, before we get to that, because we're about to talk about stuff that people are unhappy with, which can have a little bit of a negative feel for everybody, let's talk about some positive things. The team is excited that Warcraft 3 Reforged is finally upon us. Hey, it's out. You've got a game in your hands. Even if you don't like it, it's out, right? And we're fully committed to supporting the game for a long time to come. Don't worry about the current state of the game. This is one of those things that is always interesting to me, especially in the digital age. And it's one of those things that happens just often enough that it gives people hope. Right? You've got your Final Fantasy 14s of the world. You've got your massive improvements in the performance of games like The Witcher on the PlayStation or even Darksiders 3 I found to be pretty massively improved a couple weeks after release. And so you've got in this uh, customer base's head, hey, this could be fixed. This could be made better. Maybe Blizzard can address it. And you use that if you're messaging on the Blizzard side of things. You say, hey, we're committed to this. We're going to fix it up into a place that you really love this product. Unfortunately, those stories are more rare than the alternative, which is you basically have what you're going to get. They might fix some things around the edges, but it's not going to be markedly different than what it is right now. And it's certainly never going to be what was advertised a couple years ago at BlizzCon. And you either have to accept that or you have to continue complaining and potentially ask for a refund. The next few patches and updates we'll discuss below are just part of our ongoing plans. 
If you're not satisfied with anything we're about to say, know that whatever you're worried about is probably being covered in some back office. We just didn't put it in this blog post. But your specific complaint, it's going to be covered. Don't you worry. This game is an integral part of the Blizzard DNA with a team that loves Warcraft 3. And we're looking forward to pouring our hearts into Reforged and the Warcraft 3 community for the long term. We are on your side. We love this game. Believe in us. One of the concerns with Reforged that we've seen are the visuals when selecting classic mode. Now, I want to back up a step on this because this is a really unusual thing that Blizzard did here. So when Blizzard launched Warcraft 3 Reforged, it didn't just launch a separate game. It took everybody's copy of the original Warcraft 3, the extent it existed on their Battle.net platform, and said, when we release this new game, we are going to essentially overwrite your old game, and we are just not going to let you click the button that gives you the high-res graphics and whatever other tweaks we made in Reforged. Said another way, your classic game, regardless of whether you wanted to have it be or not, was just replaced with Warcraft 3 Reforged, only Warcraft 3 Reforged with a button toggle that selects it to look like the old classic mode. And a number of people asked me about that as well. Can they do this? And broadly, the answer is probably yes. Generally speaking, you've given Blizzard the authority through various checkboxes and other things to patch and update the games that they provide their services for. This is perhaps about as far as you can go away from a strict patch. This is kind of fully into uh, the, the sock problem or the ship of Theseus or various other things where you say, how much can change in something before it is completely different from what came before? And this is an absolutely brand new application. It's a different game built to have the same kind of ideas and concepts that has replaced what you've otherwise owned. So it's a patch, but it's a wholesale patch. And does this rise to the level of you actually losing something? I think if it was absolutely seamless and nobody noticed any differences, Blizzard probably wouldn't have a problem here. But when we get to this paragraph, we see what the, the main issue is. Hey, we've identified the bug causing the colors and shading to look different from the original Warcraft 3. So when they did this, and I haven't been playing these games, but apparently when they did this, the coloration, the actual look of the game in Classic looked different after they did this patch, which by the way was much, much bigger than your classic game patch. You know, the early 2000s games, in the 90s games from Blizzard were pretty svelte. They were pretty quick to download, pretty easy to have on your computer. I think this one is now 25 gigs or something because of high-res textures and whatnot. So that's an issue in and of itself for people that are concerned about space. But the fact that the game in classic mode actually doesn't work starts to get these questions. Like, Rick, is this false advertising? Rick, have they done something illegal by taking my game away and patching it into this other thing? Probably not, but certainly worthy of consternation. Certainly worthy of all the vitriol that you're seeing online. When you'd have something that worked perfectly fine, you decide to layer over it. You've basically taken upon yourself the responsibility to make sure that is smooth and seamless and the transition is invisible. And that didn't happen. And that's part of what is uh, about all of this anger in the in the internet and in its in its fan base. We're testing a fix that will be incorporated in a larger patch addressing the issue and others. We expect to release that late this week. The patch will also address many other known issues, such as fixing portrait animations, audio bugs, implementing UI fixes, and more. This is all in classic mode, which we can assume that people who played classic mode were otherwise pretty happy with. And without paying them more money, without Blizzard asking them for money, offering them goodies or refunds or anything else, that was taken away and replaced with something that appears to be fairly buggy. That's always going to result in a need for apology, 
right? If I were in charge of this messaging, this is the one area where I would focus on specifically and say, it's not right what has happened to you. We are going to use all of our resources to make this right as soon as possible, rather than kind of the, we're sorry you didn't like your experience. We're sorry that you had something that worked and that you loved and we took it away and replaced it with a buggy mess. Our bad. We'll fix it as soon as we can. To me, that's not satisfactory. And I think for a lot of people, it isn't satisfactory. And this does go to the issues of communication that we were talking about late last year and with the entire Blitzchung saga. Please keep an eye out for the patch notes for a detailed list of all the bug fixes. Another area of concern we are seeing is regarding online features such as leaderboards and clans, which applies to all Warcraft 3 players, including those who haven't purchased Reforged. This goes back to that same issue. And basically, I will skip a little bit of this paragraph, but they've taken away apparently leaderboards, clans, certain of the things that the Warcraft 3 classic players were using online, and they basically promised to get that up and running as soon as possible. But it's not up and running now, so again, you've got the situation where what people had before without being involved in any of this process on the Blizzard side, have had it taken away and become buggy and had their experience altered in a way that they aren't big fans of. Similarly, they apparently removed some rule set stuff. That actually happened before all of this. And so that's not as big of an issue. Obviously, people that love those rule sets, love those tournaments and things like that are are upset. But they point out here that that was related to a patch that they did actually in the middle of last year which might have related to the acceptable use policy, which we saw was updated in the middle of last year, even though they don't give update dates on that policy. So there's probably something going on there in the middle of last year, June or July of 2019. But for our purposes here, that doesn't matter as much in respect to the release of Warcraft 3 Reforged. Finally, we get to the big issue. Related to that, as we talked about last year at BlizzCon, which was pretty late, right? BlizzCon was pretty late in the year. It's in the fall Uh, So only a couple months ago, and certainly years after they had originally advertised Warcraft 3 Reforged and what it would be, they say, as we talked about last year at BlizzCon, we did not want the in-game cutscenes to steer too far from the original game. Now that, in and of itself, is a kind of remix of what they originally said, right? The trailer that they released absolutely was something that was different from the original game. Same kind of dialogue, absolutely same story beats, same concepts, but completely different camera work. And so when they say we did not want to, that was a change in their approach halfway through development or maybe earlier, but at some point after they released that teaser trailer. And to assume that someone that isn't the biggest diehard Blizzard fan, maybe doesn't watch virtual legality for all of our wonderful Blizzard of Backlash content, that they would know that the trailer that they did wind up seeing because it was publicized in all these uh, journalistic outlets and that they saw two years ago that they got excited about, they put a pin in their head to buy is then advertised with that trailer on your website. They hit buy now and it's nothing like that. And you say, hey, we talked about this at BlizzCon. This is not good enough, right? That's not an apology. As a matter of fact, this is an excuse. In this part of the messaging, they're saying, hey, we we already told you about this. We don't have to apologize for this because we told you a couple months ago. If you still hit that buy now button, it's on you. It's not on us. We went a little deeper into the thought process behind that at the show. I mean, hey, you can go look up those videos if you want. But the main takeaway is that the campaigns tell one of the classic stories in Warcraft history. And we want to preserve the true spirit of Warcraft 3 and allow players to relive those unforgettable moments as they were. Now, interestingly enough, as we just talked about, this is built on top of the classic mode of Warcraft 3. One would presume 
that with that little toggle that goes between classic and, and reforged, you would be able to move between dynamic cutscenes, something that actually put a little work into it, and the old version, rather than what is essentially high-res versions of the old version. So I think for anybody that's kind of watching this from afar, the problem with this bit of messaging is it rings as an excuse and it rings false. The true spirit of Warcraft 3 is in the story beats. It's not in the very specific way you kind of three-quarter camera over your unit types while they kind of monologued at each other and made little animations. Yes, that story was still enjoyable, just like Final Fantasy VI on the Super Nintendo is still enjoyable. It doesn't mean that people don't want to see Final Fantasy VII Remake with the modern techniques and the ability to maybe have a more visceral, more emotional reaction to a story that you already loved. And so I think all of the fans of Warcraft 3, all the fans of Blizzard know that. Know that that was basically what Blizzard was aimed at. Know that this rings false and was probably a result of reduced resources as the internal marketing at Blizzard showed that there maybe wasn't the, the market that they thought there was when they announced it a couple years ago, which is fine. But I think a lot of people would prefer to be played honestly to. To have Blizzard say, hey, look, we looked at this. There's a diehard fan base. It doesn't make sense for us to go through the process of making these cutscenes, which would probably be one of the more significant expenses related to this project. And so we elected to put those resources into something we thought might be better, better animation, something else. You can spin it, but don't lie to us. And this rings of a lie. I can't get into their heads. I can't tell you exactly what this process was. I can tell you why this particular messaging doesn't work for a lot of people. And that's because it doesn't ring as true. Finally, they finish off with, hey, we know this update doesn't address all questions, kind of mirroring the line they said above, which is, hey, if this doesn't address what you're concerned about, we'll probably have it covered. Please bear with us. We are going to take care of you. We're committed to the development and support of this game. We hope you'll keep an eye out for this week's patch and future updates and let us know what you think as we continue fine-tuning things. Until then, thank you as always for your support and passion for Warcraft 3, and we appreciate all your feedback, even those really angry ones that I'm sure they're getting in DMs or elsewhere. They're fine-tuning things. That's also kind of a bit of language that is useful for setting expectations. Don't expect wholesale changes. Don't expect those cinematics back. What you are going to get ultimately is a fine-tuned version of this. And in all honesty, we would expect that support for a company like Blizzard. We would expect them to give those kinds of things. However, even with this statement, people were not assuaged. Now, we've talked at length now about why that might be, but people were not assuaged. And so Blizzard wound up releasing the following as a common problem solution. Common problem, Warcraft 3 Reforged. I want a refund for Warcraft 3 Reforged. That is a problem. That is a problem. Blizzard stands by the quality of our products and our services. Full stop, period, end of sentence. Just so we're clear, we at Blizzard think all of this is ridiculous. The quality of Warcraft 3 Reforged shall not be impinged. It is glorious. We are happy with what we released. Don't let anybody tell you different. Normally, we set limits for refund availability on a game based on time since purchase and whether it has been used. If you use this thing, you can't refund it. If you bought it more than 14 days ago, you can't refund it. That money is ours. However, we want to give players the option of a refund if they feel that Warcraft 3 Reforged does not provide the experience they wanted. 
So a lawyer might look at this, as, as I do, and say, no, what this isn't. This isn't an apology. This isn't an admittance of a breach of contract. This isn't a failure of warranty or anything like it. This goes right back to that language we just saw in their statement from a couple days ago. Hey, we released a game that we stand by. This is a quality product. However, if you feel that it's not the experience that you wanted, I guess we'll give you a refund. As they say at the end of the statement, we've decided to allow refunds upon request for the time being. This is an act of largesse. If you are so inclined, you should take advantage of it while we deign to give you these refunds because ultimately this is about your feelings and it's about what you wanted. We delivered a product that we stand behind. You may request a refund here on our support site. Now, to be fair, this is a big move for Blizzard. Now, it's not necessarily a big move that people want to give them credit for because their initial stance is one that people don't like. But if we look at their legal documents here, the terms of sale, we see here all these listings of things about how payment works and everything else. And then we get to uh, the, the bottom here that talks about digital sales. All sales for digital content or services are final. No refunds are permitted except with respect to any statutory warranties or guarantees that cannot be excluded or limited by law. We've talked about those as well. Certain things in the European Union, certain things in Australia and other jurisdictions that say, hey, even in digital goods, you have certain obligations to make sure they are merchantable. They meet certain consumer expectations. We've talked about that when we talked about the fact that Steam is getting sued in France and other aspects of Australian law that has impacted Valve's operations there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But without those statutory rights, and we can talk about the goodness or badness of those at another virtual legality, without those statutory rights, Blizzard says no refunds. You give us money for a digital good, and that money is ours. And they are backing up on that policy for this specific thing, not because, at least as they outwardly face, not because they don't stand behind the quality of their product, but because there are so many people whose feelings weren't met, their expectations weren't met, probably because those expectations were unreasonable, Blizzard might say, that they took that video and they didn't read the little fine print that said, hey, this is still in process. We don't make any promises about this video, even if that video appears on the website with the buy now button. So we'll give you refunds for now, for a time. So take advantage of it. Take advantage of our generosity, our generousness of spirit right now, because if you don't, we're going to turn that button off and assume that everybody that buys it after that point knows what they are getting into which, hey, maybe they'll change their website before that person hits that button. Maybe they won't. And maybe they'll just assume that they can rely on the fact that this will have percolated through the Eurogamers and other video game outlets of the world and that anybody that buys it in six months from now should know better. Don't know that that works either in terms of certainly morality and ethics, but it might work certainly in terms of preventing any kind of legal action, even though for the most part, I think their actions don't rise to the level of false advertising. They are pretty close. They're pretty close and certainly swapping out classic for reforged and then having that swap out not work as the previous version did. You're also looking at pretty close to a lot of lines, including some of those kinds of statutory issues that they could have in various jurisdictions. Finally, I want to leave you with the final piece of the blizzard of backlash here in respect of this issue, which jumped up on my timeline yesterday, which was just really unusual. And it was this note from Rod Ferguson who might not be a name that you recognize, but he's been involved with a lot of games for a lot of years, primarily the Gears of War franchise, and not a game type that you would necessarily associate with Blizzard. 
He said only 16 hours ago, as of the taping of this video, starting in March, I will join Blizzard to oversee the Diablo franchise. Leaving is bittersweet as I love our Gears family, the fans, and everyone at the Coalition and Xbox. Thank you. It has been an honor and a privilege to work with you all. Oversee the Diablo franchise. Uh, that's really interesting, right? So Rod Ferguson has a long history of getting projects out the door. Most famously, he kind of stepped in at the end of Bioshock Infinite and helped that game actually get released. But if we look at his list of video game credits here on his Wikipedia page, you've got Half-Life, Gears, Unreal Tournament, Gears, Shadow Complex, Lost Planet, Infinity Blade, Gears, Infinity Blade, Bulletstorm, Inf Infinity Blade, Bioshock Infinite, Gears, Gears. This is not a resume that necessarily lends one to believing that they would run the Diablo series. Now, I do think he's a good producer. I think something will get out the door, but it goes to show you exactly what Blizzard was dealing with at this last year's BlizzCon in respect to the Blizzard of Backlash, right? Not just the backlash from the Blitzchung bang, but also from their announcement of Diablo Immortal, the mobile game the year before. Blizzard was reacting and trying to react with news that people would like, but if overseeing development of the Diablo series has a brand new leader as of March 2020, one, Diablo 4 is a long way away. Two, there's no real reason to believe that Mr. Ferguson has experience with the kind of action role-playing game that Diablo is. So it's going to be a state of transition, not saying a good game won't result from it, but Blizzard is in that state of transition right now. And it's certainly something to watch. They're having trouble with their corporate messaging. They're having trouble with Diablo. They're having trouble with Warcraft. They're having trouble with Hearthstone. They're having trouble all across the board. And it's one of those areas where I want all these publishers to succeed. I want all the developers to succeed. I want more good video games out there in the world for all of us to enjoy. But the Blizzard story is quickly becoming one that is fascinating, not just to see if they can come out of the dip, to see if they can continue to release good products and be a company worth watching, but to see if they survive at all. This is a situation where you've got these very, very interesting pieces of news. You've got a fan base now that feels put upon from a couple of different directions, the most recent of which was a $30 release of Warcraft 3 Reforged that Blizzard has now had to change their policy on to allow refunds because the vitriol and the noise was loud enough that their fan base essentially revolted. And now you've got a brand new head of Diablo, which is a game in Diablo 4 that you basically marketed last year as the next big thing that now appears to have a new person at the helm. So it's an interesting time for Blizzard. I don't blame anybody for wanting to see their Warcraft 3 Reforged purchase refunded. Unfortunately, that doesn't solve the issue for the Warcraft 3 Classic players, which I think is perhaps a bigger issue for those players. But ultimately, Blizzard can only refund the money. They've already gone down this road, and they probably can't restore that Warcraft 3 Classic play, at least not online, very easily to the players that they have now disenfranchised. So unfortunately, I'd love to leave you with a more positive message at the end of this video, but... That's the state of play right now, and I don't see Blizzard getting any better in the near future. If you've got your own comments, your own thoughts on Blizzard, please leave them below. I love to have those comments. I love to have the discussion. Comments do actually help uh, YouTube wind up sharing this video around a little bit, so please do leave a comment. Just say hi. Otherwise, if you like this video, please share it around. Please let anybody know who might be interested in these kinds of talks, legal and business talks about video games, pop culture, movies, and otherwise that we're here. Virtual Legality is here, and the Hoglaw YouTube channel is here. Otherwise, if you caught it on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. 
Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.